Hello and welcome to Football Scotland Daily, the podcast that brings you all the big news, analysis and debate, Monday to Friday, just in time for your daily commute. I'm Jules Boyle and joining me today is our Ayrshire correspondent, Gail Mackay, and the softly spoken assassin himself, Chris Doyle. Howdy. <laughs> On the pod today, we're looking at Rangers and Aberdeen's adventures in Europe last night. Brendan Rodgers' mission to turn the wins against Celtic and we'll be previewing the weekend's fixtures in the Scottish Premiership. Alright, so last night both Rangers and Aberdeen were on European duty with varying results. Um, let's start with positives. Um, a win in four away goals, um, that must surely be Rangers as good as through now, don't you think? Yeah, tie, I mean, tie seems pretty much over. Um, for them to score um, four goals away from home, like pretty impressive, especially considering um, the, don't think the performance at Rugby Park the weekend against Kilmarnock was anything special off the back of that nil-nil away to progress so I think there was it looked going into it there was going to be a tight game and if they went back with a draw they'd I think they'd be happy but I think it's more the yeah just the performance um the Gellard will be so happy with because they weren't looking so great going into it and then it just seemed to like Everything went went right for them. It seems to gel, didn't it? I mean, I mean, Gabby, I know you listened to this. You were uh, not on the podcast yesterday, but I know you listened to it. We did speak in the show yesterday about sort of doubts over Ranger attack thread, um, and, and that was kind of a, a topic of discussion. Did that performance last night suggest that that chat might be kind of um, a bit previous? Well, I'm not sure because it was a very different type of game to the one they quite often face. I mean, you saw last night, Jordan Jones had a great game, and nobody's ever doubted his ability to run into space to really get you up the pitch on the break. I mean, that's what he was so great at at Kilmarnock. You know, you saw yesterday, I think it was about 34 minutes, Connor comes in, Jones goes one box to the other, just gets them right up the park. And then for the second goal, it's the same thing. Uh, Danish attack breaks down, Jones gets it, just surges forward, plays in a rebo. So I think they've certainly got players who are capable of doing that if they're playing in Europe in these big European games and you know possibly playing against Celtic as well. If there's space in behind, they've got players who are really incisive, really quick, who can get in there and do that. The question, I think, that certainly what you were talking about on the podcast yesterday is whether they can break down you know, mm-hmm. your, your Kilmarnocks, your Livingstons, whatever, teams who are going to sit in, going to sit deep. Do they have the creativity to unlock that? And we didn't really see that last night. It was a very different kind of challenge. But obviously it was a fantastic performance last night and yeah, and I think uh, certainly certainly Jones was probably possibly man of the match from what I saw anyway. Yeah, they're, they're just really clinical though, I think, because um, I know what you mean about obviously breaking down teams, but I mean, all four goals were really well taken mm. and they're just well worked. Can so I say something controversial? Yeah, sure. Third goal, Katic, Anki's mishit it. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I seen that. I, I, I was when I seen it first. I was I didn't know. And then I seen a reverse angle. It actually, has, he just catches it sweetly and it just kind of swears. Ah, I think he's it. just think trying to just gotta, gotta give the defender credit when they managed to. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I, well, okay, that one's dubious apparently. But the other three, then <laughs> they're all well worked team goals. So I think they were showing the sort of yeah, just a little bit more sort of fret in front of goal that they've not shown so far, like in in the few games. So. Yeah, it will be difficult to see them like sort of break down a team, but I think it's all kind. Of, I think it's a lot of positives, really. Absolutely, um, and obviously, I mean, Rangers were three up at one point, and then it was three two all of a sudden. Um, a bit of sort of a wee period of madness. Um, they came back to win four two, um, which obviously you could say how much that meant to Stephen Gerrard. I mean, he was, he was obviously absolutely delighted with it. But with well, the way the Danes back in the game, would that be is that a cause for concern? I think it would be, and people will think people think I pick on Ryan Jack all the time, but the because you do, <laughs> you do, but, you definitely. But do. the goal, well, okay, the goal for three one though. The boy's gone by him like he's not there out on the left wing. Which if you're the sort of supposedly sort of you know tough tackling defensive midfielder, you've got to be doing better than that. I know he's not a left back, and he was sort of 
he'd been dragged out of position a bit, but you've got to be doing better than that. And I thought for the second one as well, he probably had a chance maybe to intercept it when it was him and Tavernier and he came across like he was going to intercept the ball and he didn't. So, I mean, I'm not saying it's entirely Ryan Jack's fault they conceded those two goals, but I have often expressed the opinion that I don't think he's a top, top level player for, for where Rangers want to go, for what Rangers want to be playing in these big European games. I'm not sure he's up to it. That's fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's just more like the role he's played in. I mean, maybe like you can see like he has more box-to-box, so maybe he's just not like that kind of holding sort of break-up play defensive mid. I mean, I do think Gerrard's still still to kind of find the right balance of his mid- midfield because there is... It's not just last night you're saying those goals. I mean, I think overall there's just a few questions, but he's, he's going to sort of figure that out as he goes along because he's got a lot of new names and see that sort of the fit, the you know, sort of who gels the best. And I think... I think he does seem to like Jack, so I'm not so sure he's just going to end up like sort of switching him like for like. I see it feel like more just maybe adjusting his role slightly, ever so slightly, if that's kind of yeah, Kamada coming in and then him kind of maybe playing deeper. Yeah, it could just be about finding um, the balance because we, I mean, we so, saw that. I think he can. He he does have like good sort of like a positive impact in uh, in the team, but obviously I think yeah, there are there's those kind of concerns sometimes maybe defensively or maybe like just positionally he doesn't seem like sort of so aware. He just kind of you know bombs forward then doesn't mm-hmm. really think about maybe. Yeah sort of the space sort of that he's left he's left in behind so yeah there's there is concerns there I'd say yeah I think so definitely I mean obviously it's advantage Rangers now um, they've got the home leg to do they've got four away goals pretty much I mean you can you can see you know you know they're probably going through so assuming they don't make an arse yet um, they've either got leg wash or traumatos to sort of negotiate um, how do you think that will go when they'll make it to the group stage this year I mean, it's difficult to tell. I mean, Legia Warsaw, you'd imagine there'll be a decent team. You know, the Pol- Polish Polish league, I think, is a decent league. You know, there's a lot of good good players that come out of Poland in recent years. Decent national team. They usually at World Cups. So I don't really know anything about a Traumatos, to be honest. I'd imagine Legia Warsaw are a decent team, but then you'd think over over two legs that they've certainly certainly I'd say be narrow favourites. Again, this is without knowing too much about Legia Warsaw, so I'm not going to boldly predict that Rangers are going to sweep them aside and go to the group stage. Yeah, I mean, I think they've got every chance. I mean, I think it's going to be a pretty just like I thought. Sort of Michelin was going to be. I thought it was going to be pretty sort of balanced. You know, just kind of flip of a coin, hard to tell. But I mean. Yeah, so that's what was good by the sort of resigning victory last night. I didn't really expect it to be that emphatic, especially away from home. So that kind of sort of gives me more kind of confidence that if they come up against Alicia, who are, probably are going to be better than Midland, but I think they can maybe sort of like raise their game. But I think it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be, a, especially going over to Poland. I mean, that's going to be a really, really tough kind of atmosphere fixture to go to. Definitely, definitely. Those Liga fans. Okay, okay. So basically, speaking of making Arsia, um, Aberdeen. Um, yeah, okay. Well, I mean, obviously, they, they beat Rijeka before. Um, last night, he kind of didn't recreate that sort of past glory. I'm um, going down 2 0 with like, even one of his precious away goals to take it back to Pataudry. Derek McKenna say the tie is not over, and he's absolutely right. I mean, it is only 2 0. I mean, that's, that means nothing really in the grand scheme of things, but it's a really tough task he's got, surely. Yeah, it absolutely is, because the thing is now, if Rijeka score at Pataudry, Aberdeen need four. Yeah. which it makes it a really, really difficult task. They, I think they just didn't really show up last night. And we saw them play a couple of years ago and Aberdeen managed to beat them. But last night, Rijeka, they looked better technically than Aberdeen did. They they missed a good few chances. I know Aberdeen had one kind of early on where the boy t- took it off uh, Lewis Ferguson's toes. But overall, like Rijeka looked like they were very much on top even before they, even before they scored. 
And yeah, I think Derek McInnes will be he'll be disappointed with the performance his team put in. They'll obviously have to do better in the second leg, but I think it's a real uphill struggle now because if they concede, they're in big trouble. Yeah, Abs- absolutely. Yeah, I was going to just say, like, is yeah, obviously sort of uphill battle to nil down, but I think they they've shown at home anyway, at least the early part of the season, that the first two qualifiers, was, last one was five nil, whatever, um, and then Hearts the weekend as well, come back to win three two. So I do think like sort of. At home, they've got the ability to turn around, but maybe not again, like sort of just that one away goal. That could really be the then the next week. You're thinking, yeah, that could be it because I do ah. fancy them to win win the game next week on the night, but will it be enough to sort of go f- through the for the yeah. two legs. So yeah, that could yeah. be crucial. Couldn't it? I mean, obviously, I mean, McInnes has brought a lot of players in yet again. He's rebuilt another Aberdeen team. Um, do you think he's got the team though that can score three while keeping a clean sheet at the back or keep scoring if the defence leaks? I think that's the problem. I think uh, sort of going out and going for goals isn't really Aberdeen's strength. It's not. It's not how they set up. So, I think if they're, they're playing at Petodre there, if as I said, if they concede, they need four. I don't think chasing a game looking for four goals suits Aberdeen. Equally, they need at least two as it stands, just to take it to extra time. So I guess you can be a little less gung ho, but them knowing that they have to score, Rieka can come in and just try and get that that one goal, which I think would kill the tie if they if they score. Yeah, and it was a brave decision to sort of play Scott McKenna. I don't. You wonder if, like, obviously not necessarily he had a bad performance or whatever, but this sort of had the speculation with S around his future. Like, you know, yesterday was deadline day, and um, he handed in a transfer request, been rejected, and then McKenna starts him. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, you could have left him out because you you got obviously he is one of your best players, but sort of how that kind of affects the team sort of mentally and mm-hmm. you know, even him, like his head's going to be all, all over the place, like just in terms of like, am I getting the move, am I not? Um, so I just think that it was, he could have he could have got away with leaving him out. I just don't think that it was sort of maybe the best decision. But Although interestingly, McKenna's actually said after the game that he thought it was good for McKenna to play because yeah. you get well, you get the, the kind of into game mode, you take, you stop thinking about stuff like that. It's just basically you go out there and, and play, I think he said, um, if I have the quote here, yeah. Uh, Scott had his game head on, so it was probably a release for him to be able to concentrate on the game tonight. Clo- showed clearly why there's interest in him, so I think McInnes was, was happy with yeah, his performance uh, in the way. Yeah, it's just interesting to think the sort of wobbly impact and just the whole situation, mm. you know, not just in terms of him kind of going in his individual performance. I just think there is more of a sort of thing regarding like the whole team, like sort of the men- mental aspect of it. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, um, so moving on from Rangers and Aberdeen eh, over the other side of the Clyde now. Um, news came in earlier this morning that Brendan Rodgers had decided to nobly try and distract Celtic fans from bitching about Kieran Tierney, but reminding them of just who they really don't like. Leicester's manager, former Hoops hero, swooped in with audacious £20 million bid for Callum McGregor, was then kicked into touch with Dermot Desmond. Um, are you surprised with this? I don't think it's surprising at all. Uh, maybe that well, the timing of it obviously isn't great, but Rogers obviously is a huge fan of Callum McGregor. You'd imagine McGregor's a huge fan of Rogers. You know, it was basically Rogers that turned McGregor into the player we know today. I think when he sort of first broke into the, the Celtic team, you know, you'd see the Celtic team lineup getting tweeted and people going, McGregor, is this a joke? And, you know, Rogers with the style Rogers played, that obviously really suited him. So you can understand why he'd want to take him down there. 
Leicester, they're obviously a Premier League team, so they've got money anyway. They've just brought in 80 million for Harry Maguire, so no, I think it makes absolutely perfect sense that he would want to take him, although, as you say, he won't uh, be endearing himself any further to Celtic <laughs> fans by trying to take, well, you'd say probably their second best player after yeah. their best player had just left. Minutes he comes later. in and tries to <laughs> take the second best player on deadline day, although it's not deadline it's day for Celtic, it must be said. Yeah, but it's still, exactly. <laughs> Which leads me on, I mean, obviously, um, I'm curious, I mean, how do you think the fan reaction would have been if... You know, Tierney's just gone, you know, dad's still crying, son's still crying, and then literally, you know, the big white teeth appear at the thing, and whoof, off he goes. Yeah, with down, well, I think, yeah, the club had to sort of reject the bid. I think of it, yeah, it didn't really make any sense, you know, to sort of part ways with him. Obviously, less, uh, like Rogers was in for him beforehand, that you've, why didn't he make a bid for him? You know, it was like a month ago, maybe more. Why didn't he make a bid for him then? Um, you know, the window's been open, so then Celtic could have, maybe potentially get a replacement in if they were thinking about it. So I think it's more the timing of it all, especially obviously with Tierney going. But yeah, I mean, Rogers, like he was, I was speaking to you before he came on, he was, la- this time last year, he was so angry when uh, the club basically sold Dembele because mm-hmm. he wasn't going to be able to get a replacement in. Um, and then he just essentially like does the same thing and it just yeah. goes and you know obviously so, like, so, yeah. like, yeah. I, so I would think he's done, for the Celtic fans who are maybe a little bit angry over sort of the tyranny thing, I think he's, <laughs> you know, they've swiftly, swiftly moved on. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a better <laughs> example, Rogers, really. Yeah, yeah, it's a better example, really. Do you know what I mean? It's the, all the other stuff, but Kieran Tierney's not a Celtic man, no, it's absolute garbage. And you look at that and think, mm, do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. have that sort of thing, well, I'll just do this to him. I mean, obviously, I mean, I, in my mind, anyway, there's no no doubt that Callum McGregor's worth that 20 million. I mean, absolutely. But, I mean, it's gratifying to see a board um, not just cash in as well. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's a good thing to see, but... Now it's out, now it's happened, now Rogers has made his interest, now it's kind of all those things. Do you think that means, I mean, January, do you think he'll be back in from in January? I could see that happening. I think if Leicester are pushing for Europe, if they're up there in 6th, 7th, 8th in the Premier League, which is obviously where they'd want to be, if they kind of feel they need to make a sign to push them over the line, uh, to, you know, for the second half of the season, I could absolutely see Rogers coming back in for for McGregor. Uh, Celtic obviously aren't going to want to sell in January, but as we know, every player has their price, and especially... In Scotland, you know, 20 million is a huge amount of money for any player. I mean, we've just seen Tierney go for 25, which is the record ever received by a Scottish club before. Before that, it was Dembele, which was about 20 million. So, uh, you know, 20 million is an astronomical fee for for a Scottish club, even for Celtic, who are obviously the the wealthiest of the Scottish clubs. It's still a huge fee, sort of one they can't really turn down, as we saw with Tierney. So I think if we, I could absolutely see him coming back in for him and I could see him going in, in January if Rogers does do that. Absolutely. Um, and obviously, I mean, this is this maybe now the start, I think? Is this, what you know, if he's getting, you know, Rodgers went there, maybe January, you know, is this possibly, you know, it's not what any Celtic fan wants to hear, but is this, can we looking at maybe Cal McGregor's last season at Celtic? Yeah, um, yeah, I'd say so, especially if he has another, you know, continues sort of from last season, so and, you know, has a yeah. good one, you know, you'll mm-hmm. get more, more interest from maybe other clubs, yeah, just down south. I mean, it'd be interesting to see, like, sort of McGregor's, what his kind of, ambitions are and stuff he's like is he is that the sort of obviously well it probably would be a movie he'd be interested in to Premier League but well, he's 26 you know, as well yeah so mean? like yeah that's it's, it's different in terms of the, that tyranny aspect he might think like this is you know I'm going into my prime now mm-hmm. so this is the time to maybe make that jump and see if I test myself so yeah you know Celtic have got a you know sort of a big big job to like these players going out you need to like sort of really important uh, on them to sort of replace them and yeah. get their sort of 
good enough quality in if they, if players are going out the door. Yeah, absolutely. Is totally, I mean, that's the thing. They've done so well in bringing these young guys through. They brought through Forrest. They brought through McGregor. They brought through Tierney. They're bringing through all these young guys, but they're getting to a level. They're good enough that other teams with more money are going. Oh, okay, thanks very much for taking them. So there is importance to keep this. You know, production yeah. line going to these players, but it's, it's if it, it was easy, everybody would do it. And if well, it was easy, Celtic would always yeah. do it. Do you know what I mean that they've done well so far? Let's face it. I mean, if you come up to Scotland, like for the better players, you are getting good value. Oh you yeah. Know, Tierney's yeah. getting you know twenty five. Like twenty five. I mean, that was deal for him. Like, we're talking about exactly in the fact that you know he was only obviously different positions, but five million more than McBurney. I mean, <laughs> like, so, like, well, I mean <laughs> that's just that's just obscene. <laughs> like, Alex Iwobi's just gone yeah, for forty just, million. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. like, like a fringe player. Like uh-huh. I mean, Arsenal have absolutely smashed in the transfer window, haven't they? But <laughs> getting, getting rid of him in the days. Yeah, but, totally. Yeah, it's just like you could see it because it's like there's value in you know the players yeah. players for Celtic even some you know players some Rangers elsewhere there's just good value McGinn what two million uh-huh, like uh-huh. just signed a five year deal how much is he worth <laughs> now so yep totally yeah. definitely well we'll wait and see Ho- hopefully um, McGregor will be at Celtic for some time but we'll wait and see what happens okay looking ahead again getting the crystal balls out um, giving a wee polish put um, them away Jules <laughs> never <laughs> um, look at the weekend's fixtures um, in top flight um, we're looking Games we've got, we've got Motherlitz versus Celtic, St. Johnson versus Livingston, Ackies are at home at Kelly in the Plastic Fantastic Derby, um, Hearts have got Ross County, and then the Sunday Rangers are hosting Hibs and St. Mirren are away at Aberdeen. Um, what's your sort of choice picks of the games of the weekend? What's going to be interesting? I think Rangers-Hibs is going to be definitely very interesting. Uh, it's always a sort of tasty one between those two. There's obviously a bit of the rivalry between the fans and there's been some to be fair, more at Easter Road than Ibrox, but Rangers haven't had a great record against Hibs in this early stage of the season after a great win in midweek, but a sort of uh, unconvincing win last week. They'll be looking to really put down put down a marker and, and, and uh, you know, with Celtic winning 7-0 in their first game, Rangers sort of really need to make a statement and say that they're in this title fight. If they drop points at the weekend, you know, uh, Sunday the game isn't it? If they drop points on Sunday, I think already, it's, uh-huh. you know what I mean, it's a bit, sort of a bit of pressure. And uh, I think St Mirren as well, going away to Aberdeen, I think that's a huge game for them because I think they've got Rangers the week after. They've got a really difficult start, Hibs, Aberdeen, Rangers. And for a team that's going to be fighting relegation, they, they need to get points on the board. So I think that that'll be an interesting one too, and obviously El Plastico. Obviously El Plastico, <laughs> indeed. Absolutely. I mean, I think you're right. I mean, obviously St Mirren. I mean, they could easily be looking at nil pa after three games. You know what I mean, and that's and that's just not good for just the mentality. I think of the team as well, and just you know, they need to get something out. Of it. Um, and again, obviously, I mean Kelly and the in the Plastico. I mean, they were um, deeply unfortunate not to get anything um, before. I think that obviously that'll be. Something you would think maybe Aki's away. That's something that yeah, it's one you'd be you looking to win. It's obviously yeah. important for Angelo Lesio to get his first league win exactly. under the belt because if you don't win that, then the pressure starts to mount. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of pressure, obviously, um, Chris. I mean, Gabe touched it there. The Rangers Hibs um, fixture. I mean, the first Celtic Rangers game is like the fourth game of the season. I think, I think so, like yeah. it's the fourth yeah. game of the season. So obviously, every year you've got Rangers and Celtic. I've got this insane pressure. We talked about it briefly. They've got to win everything. They've got to win every game. You know, you drop points at the start of the season, and your fans are calling for heads and phone and phone in shows and screaming abuse. Um, I think it's even worse this year because the first game, first game against each other, is four games into it. So neither team's going to be wanting to go in. You know, dropping two points even because you're going to be going in at a disadvantage. I think that's adding to the the build up to this game of kind of you know it's all back on again. Yeah, I mean, I think it's good they have an early game. It's just in terms of, like something to look forward to, and I guess like the actual outcome, of the result necessarily wouldn't 
it's just there's long to go in the season, so it shouldn't actually necessarily like be a big sort of barometer in terms of how the league's going to go. But you just kind of want to lay down a marker, don't you? Mm-hmm. So, um, if you're either side and there's yeah, as you say, uh, sort of the test against Hibs the weekend, I think will be a good sort of, um, just maybe it'll do them sort of good for going into the the game against Celtic, just because uh, yeah, they're always Hibs are always difficult for them, especially Ibrox for some reason, especially mm-hmm. when under Lennon. So, but I think yeah, Celtic's game against Motherwell, um, I don't think they've actually won it uh, for Park um, in the league uh, for about three years maybe and um, remember if the the four free game when tom Rogers scored that so they've actually had dif- uh, had difficulty in previous years picking up sort of results uh, against motherwell even though motherwell are you know a bottom six team so i think that's an, an interesting one i think that's the saturday lunchtime one so that's mm-hmm. an interesting one to look at as well yeah i think both yeah di- uh, difficult games for the firm this weekend so see how they pan out yeah definitely i mean obviously i mean as chris said there motherwell um hosting celtic as i say it's never really an easy place to go is it no, it's not. I don't think anyone finds it easy to go there. Uh, they've got they they sort of moved towards a more sort of passing style last season. But you know, Stephen Robinson team's never going to be afraid to to mix it to get a bit physical, uh, which I think you have to do if you're playing against a team like Celtic who have better players. If you try and play them at their own game, if you try and pass them off the park, it's not going to work. You have to. I mean, I don't by be physical. I don't mean be dirty, but you know, you you know, get stuck the, in. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. All the cliches get stuck uh-huh. in when yeah. you're fifty fifties. You know, uh, <laughs> put them up in the air. <laughs> well, maybe not, maybe not that one. As uh, obviously, guardians of the purity of the game, we yes, would never indeed we would never advocate yes. for that kind of thing. But no, it's definitely a difficult place to go. And I think I think Motherwell, will, I think they'll be a good good side this season. They certainly look good in preseason. I know they drew 0 0 with Livingston on the first day, but I think they'll be they'll be a good side. I think they'll be pushing certainly for top six. Um, yeah, and obviously this would have been when the fixtures came out. We thought this was going to be a homecoming for David Turnbull, but un- unfortunately <laughs> for for him, yeah, uh, he won't be involved for no, either team. Everyone so, understands exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, Chris, eh, look, no, all the other games there. Um, Hearts, I've got Ross County. Obviously, last week, um, what happened happened with Hearts? Do you know what I mean that sort of stuff? Surely, I mean, Craig Levine's got you know a bit of the, the the pressure on his shoulders at the moment as well. Ross County, as these things go, that's probably quite a a favourable fixture for them to have at home in the second second week. It is, and but. I don't know if it isn't, no, yeah, exactly. because I actually like, like Ross County's team, and I don't know why, but like, a lot <laughs> of people have been telling me, like, why do you like think Ross County are going to do well this season? And I don't actually think they're going to be like, top six, but I don't, I don't see them going Island down. DNA, I, I don't see them going down at all, just in terms like, they're going to have, they had to really, obviously they won the championship last year, but they, they're just going to have really strong home record, but obviously, yeah, mm. on your on the travels, that's when, sort of, maybe a drop off, but they yeah. were good last week, it was uh-huh. 3-0 against Hamilton, you know, they've got Josh Mullen, like Billy Mackay, you know, good players that will get you goals, mm. so, but yeah, Hearts looked in, like, sort of, great position, Tadre yeah. 2-1 up, you know, Jamie Walker scoring a debut goal, and then, all of a sudden, yeah, it seemed like a great game, and yeah, Aberdeen come back. So, yeah, at this point result, and yeah, you would see, I see like sort of a hard win, but maybe like sort of two one. I'd say yeah, something like that in that vein. Um, and basically the last one uh, we've all sort of discussed all the rest. I'm sure they should. Uh, St. Johnson Levy. Um, yeah, that's not the most inspiring sounding not, picture, is it? Is it? St. Johnson <laughs> against Livingston. Uh, no offense to either fans, but a. Uh, yeah, yeah, quite. Uh, yeah, I think St. Johnson, we, well, we assume they'll finish eighth this season. <laughs> Livingston, you'd maybe think we'll be battling around the bottom, but they got a good point in the first weekend. I can't see that being a high scoring game. 
yeah, it was, yeah. Sorry, it was a bit difficult. It's a bit difficult to get um, ex- too excited about St. Johnson <laughs> against Livingston, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it, it does suggest a dreek is the word. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's a dreek game. Okay, so speaking of dreek. Speaking um, of dreek games. <laughs> speaking of dreek games, here we go. Um, basically, um, last night, um, Gaby thought of what passes for a good joke in his brain. Um, so obviously, reverse engineered the Gaby's game out of it purely so as he can make it. And obviously, we're going to just give him that opportunity because, you know, that's how we roll here. So we'll hand you over to the man himself and he'll explain his, his latest masterpiece. Yes. So this game I have wholesale ripped off from Carl Pilkington's Rockbusters, which is itself a ripoff of Blockbusters. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is I'm going to read out a cryptic clue and the initials of a Scottish football figure. And you just have to tell me who I'm thinking of. So to give the listeners an example, if they want to play along at home, if we were doing English football, then I might say, "Ah, it's good that we've got Silent Night right there. And then that would be Handy Carroll, Andy Carroll. I hate you. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay, so we're just going to do sort of fastest finger first, just whoever can, I mean, I I say shout out, don't shout. We're all wearing headphones and people are in their cars listening, so don't (laughs) shout, but... We're gonna we're gonna have sex here. So the first one is he's been feeling up those women. Initials BP. Bobby Petter. Yes, it is. Oh, very good. Booby Petter or Bobby <laughs> Petter. Booby Petter. Oh my god, oh my. Yeah, that's the one I thought of on the train. <laughs> is that why? Yes. It's uh-huh. Booby Petter. It's probably the only one I'm gonna get. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad I got in there. Uh, oh. Number two, Manchester band has a pub on the side of its head. JT. James Tavernier. Yes, that's James I'd Tavern Ear. Oh, God, I couldn't work out the ear, but I guess who it was, James Tavern Ear. Yeah, uh, so the band James with a tavern on the tavern ear. ear, yes. Ooh, okay, continue. <laughs> She's not as successful as Kylie, but she'll live longer. Danny Invincible. Danny Invincible is correct. He didn't even didn't even need the initials because no. I did I did allow them to study these clues before yes, the game. I didn't I had, want to it just took a bit of thing. We'd never got them. any of them. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Okay, so that's two to Jules and one to Chris. That female chicken's never going to give you up, and neither is the Metallica drummer's kid. Henrik Larsson. Yes, that's correct. That's Henrik <laughs> Lars' son, <laughs> which is possibly the worst one in here. Yeah, it's, it's truly appalling. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I got it. So. 3-1 to Jules there. So, um, And the penultimate question, the singer from Queen's just out the toilet. Initials? F-D. Hmm. I was trying to think about this, but I couldn't really think yeah. it. But was it Freddie Dapu? <laughs> no. I couldn't even I think know. about it. Scottish footballers are talking about F. So, so like, do you sing <laughs> the singer of Queen? So it's either Freddie or Mercury. And then, it was it the second uh, letter? D. D. Nah. Okay, that is former commander defender Freddie Dindaloo. Freddie Dindaloo. <laughs> we no, no, no. Got that. no. Yeah. Sure, I'm sure, glad, I'm VR glad in that one. Because, <laughs> right, no, it's pure crowbar. Yeah, it's especially well. Dindaloo. To be fair, well, he was. That is what how people pronounced it in Ayrshire. Right. Freddie oh, Dindaloo. Right. Although uh, technically, I think it's Frederick Dindaloo. Ah, but, right, okay. Uh, yeah. No. So okay. Freddie Dindaloo. Freddie Dindaloo. It works, right, guys. It right, works. Okay. I, I, I didn't realise I was having to also put it through an Ayrshire filter, but yeah. I should have assumed that. And so, okay. This is. Definitely the worst one. Oh, God. Fife Man sees an insect telling off a children's author. What are the initials again? E-S. E-S. Yeah, sorry, that's E-S, folks. I forgot to read out the initials. Fife Man. Yeah, so you've got to be thinking of Fife. Think of the accent. I have to. <laughs> <laughs> Don't insult the kingdom of Fife. 
no, I, I struggled with this one as well. So I did as well. I can do can both. Yes, give up. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so five man sees an insect telling off a children's author. That's Ebby Skoldsdal. <sighs> so that's former Aberdeen manager Ebby Skoldsdal. See how that definitely works. Yeah, it, to- it definitely works. Okay, I can safely this say this: this was uh, the last <laughs> Gavy's game you were listening. <laughs> 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 we have reached that point. The shark has been jumped, yeah. not just the one on the uh, Gaby's Katy Perry t-shirt. Reached some cuts. Yeah. Really, really Gaby's game's out. Gaby's game's out. That's just that. <laughs> with, the, with the nadir of power. We apologise, um, but we'll sure be back with even more horrors at some point soon. <laughs> okay, um, so that's all for us at Football Scotland for today. We'll be back tomorrow, 4pm, just in time to make your daily work commute a wee bit more bearable. You can get more from the Football Scotland website on our social media channels on Facebook and Twitter at football underscore scott. If that's a question and make a comment as individually, you can get me on at Captain underscore Howdy, Gaby on at Gaby McKay, and Chris on at Chris Dowd. Hope you all have a good weekend. We'll be back on Monday. And well, this mob will be on after a week. I'll be taking my way to the pub for Coat and Chris. Cheers for listening. <laughs> <laughs>